We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to a special edition. This is an emergency podcast. We've got the Purple Talk crew, or at least one of the Purple Talk crew. I am James Ham, and uh, joining me today, we have uh, at least one of the Run and Plays crew, and, and then, uh, I don't know, what do we call you, Monty Pool? Besides the Warriors Insider, you're the, the OG. OG. That's the, fine. The OG. That's fine. <laughs> You also, I think I, I think I, I'm not. There's no plays. I'm just running right now. I don't think that there's anything. <laughs> going on. I'm just. <laughs> plays. Yeah, I watch. I watch your team. I think that's that's what you guys do. Um, that is, of course, uh, Logan Logan Murdoch. And I guess we're calling this a collab. Is that what the kids call it, uh, Logan? Yep. A, a collab. Yeah. Okay, so Monty, what this is? I, this is like when Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley had a crossover episode. <laughs> That, that's what this is. Okay. We're having a, a crossover okay. episode, you know, maybe uh, uh, Law and Order and Homicide when they had that crossover. Um, so gotcha. uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, the NBA has been hit with, um, I mean, it's reality. It's what it is. Uh, reality of a global pandemic. Uh, the uh, coronavirus uh, has struck one of its players. And to be honest with you, it was only a matter of time before this happened. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if everyone really was honest with themselves, they knew this this time was coming. We just didn't know when. And uh, it struck me at the game on uh, Wednesday night when we had the game canceled out of nowhere. Uh, but this is a situation that's been brewing. Now, Monty, uh, we'll start with you. You've been yep. covering the NBA for a long time, and... Um, this week, the NBA, in preparation for what was to come next with uh, with regards to the coronavirus, um, they had decided to make some changes with media availability, and they kicked us right. out of the locker room. Um, they've got all kinds of strict guidelines. Uh, for you guys, it's like going and covering the NBA Finals because the Warriors are used to going to a podium and talking, but for the rest of the league who hasn't had a team that wins repeatedly, uh, this took us out of really our world. It took us out of 
the locker room, out of practice facility, out of uh, close one-on-one -on -one conversations. Um, have you ever seen anything like this at all, Monty? Uh, not, not for the league. I mean, I know individual teams have had issues at times, but for it to go league-wide like it did yesterday um, with, you know, putting the six-foot of clearance, a minimum of six-feet clearance between player and, and uh, media, uh, I, I'd never seen it before. I don't think it's ever happened before in the NBA. I mean, this this was more like an international sporting event where they have like uh, a designated area, a pen basically for the media, and you can talk to people, but you don't really get close to them. Um, there's this social distancing thing that we're doing right now. And uh, honestly, I thought under the circumstances, it seemed appropriate because I, I, this is a serious issue. And I will say this, um, covering the, uh, the game last night, the Warriors-Clippers game on Tuesday night, um, I got the distinct, distinct sense, sense that a lot of the Warriors players were almost in denial about the seriousness of this. I mean, they were talking about how, you know, they, hey, you know, no, we just do what we do. And, you know, hey, almost like it was no big deal. And I'm thinking, you know, these guys don't really get it, do they? And the Clippers were a little bit more aware. I and mean, Paul George basically said, hey, everybody's worried about this thing, which you should be. And so mm -hmm. uh, I just thought to myself, this is the wrong time for denial, guys. Well, I suspect that by now, you know, 24 hours later, that nobody's denying anything because last night guys were upset that games were being canceled in college. And tonight, the NBA is suspending its calendar. So um, this is a totally uh, un- known territory that we're in now nothing we uh, i've dealt with before nothing andy's guys have dealt with before steve kerr's been around the league now for 30 plus years totally new to him so this is uh uncharted area now logan i mean you're you're there every day you're you're watching this unfold um i think i think people don't understand the type of contact we have with players the you know right. for lack of better term the intimacy that that comes with being a reporter and an NBA player. A lot of conversations in locker rooms, a lot of scrums, a um, lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff where it's not uh, it's not part of you know a scrum and you're just having a general conversation with somebody. What are you hearing from players? Because I know they talk to you a little bit differently than they talk to some reporters. I, I've seen the way they they that you interact with players. Um, what are players telling you about? sort of their their fears or their uh, non-fears. I, I think Monty was very on key right there with the fact that a lot of players just were oblivious to what was happening around them. Yeah, I think that, to Monty's point, I, I think players are a bit in shock right now. I think that um, just as the rest of the NBA is in general, but honestly, I think that this this today's event, I think, save the NBA from itself. And it also sent yep. a message to the rest of the sports world that like, yo, this is serious. And, you know, if this doesn't, um, if today doesn't happen, then who knows how many games they're going to play and, and who knows what's going to go on from there. But the fact of the matter is from jump, they needed to cancel the season. We all knew that that was the elephant in the room um, that was what we were all thinking. That was an inevitable thing. But capitalism comes in. This is a multi-billion dollar business, and it needs to go on in some kind of way. And that's when capitalism, you know, kind of goes, kind of clashes with 
um, this health crisis. And I think that today we finally, um, the, the, the league was saved from itself. And we all knew that inevitably that um, somebody was going to catch it or somebody, was, somebody within the league was going to be affected by this virus. And, you know, it just, it just happened quicker than normal. But I think today we finally got the reckoning that we all thought we were going to get. And the reckoning that we all thought we were going to get, just so so we're clear here, um, on Wednesday, um, it started out as a standard day, but on the, the injury report, Emmanuel Moutier and uh, Rudy Gobert were both listed as out with an illness for the Utah Jazz as they prepared to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma. Um, and basically right before the game, we get to this... Uh, amazing moment where the players are on the court and before the players can actually start playing uh they're all of a sudden removed from the court and rushed back into the locker room and shortly thereafter the news breaks that rudy gobert has uh, tested positive for uh, the coronavirus um they had checked him for the standard flu the influenza uh, virus they had checked him for strep throat uh and then i think a stomach bug and um, and then they finally tested him for corona, and of course he comes up positive. Uh, they're forced to not only cancel the game, but just so people know how incredibly crazy this is at this point, the entire Utah Jazz team is still, as we record this podcast uh, late Wednesday night, they are still at the arena. They have been quarantined at the arena, not only them, but the beat writers that cover the Utah Jazz are also quarantined because Rudy Gobert had decided to jokingly touch everyone's microphones and has been around this team. Even though he was sick, he decided to touch everybody's microphones is like some show that, you know, there's no fear here on Tuesday. Uh, So now uh, some of our friends are stuck in quarantine. Uh, They will be tested for the coronavirus um, which, from what I know, it takes a couple of days to get back uh, to find out if you yep. have it or not. Um, so, so these folks uh, might be able to get on a chartered bus line and get back to Utah on with a really long bus ride, um, and then be quarantined, you know, at home. But I'm not sure that that's the way this is going to go. I think we're, a lot of things are up in the air right now with this situation. Um, and you know, to be honest with you guys, I. I saw it break at, at right around 6.30 tonight, and uh, then the NBA comes out with this wild statement that uh, the season is being suspended after tonight's games. And so I know you guys are covering a, uh, a game in San Francisco where there, uh, there were no fans, right? That was the plan for Thursday? Uh, no, not yet. That oh, was that's the plan, plan for Thursday. For yeah. Thursday. Well, Initially. Yes. And I'm in an arena for probably the biggest basketball game in Sacramento in the last decade plus. They're tied for the ninth spot with uh, the Portland Trailblazers and with the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, who they're playing. This first time anyone gets to see Zion. Uh, they didn't tell anybody, and this the arena filled up. It filled up all the way. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there uh, waiting for the game to happen. But the news breaks that they're going to cancel, well, they're going to pause the season after the Kings play. 
And first of all, yeah, it's, it's baffling. And Logan, you talked about the capitalism <laughs> angle. I mean, I, I couldn't believe people. I, I, they had gone I, to the concession I, stands. They had I bought beer. It was, Go ahead. Yeah, I tweeted that it was comically irresponsible for them to do that. Um, the fact that they were going to suspend the season. Once you suspend the season, there's no point in playing a game. Uh, right. I don't believe so. Once you say that. Um, and for you to know, already know that someone has tested positive for this virus and then say, okay, bet, we're going to play another game after this happens, after we know what's going on and we know who, who tested positive, we know this is in our league, we're going to let another game continue to play uh, with guys sweating, with guys, you know, obviously sharing bodily fluids that's irresponsible by this league. And that, I don't think that that was the right thing to do. I think once you knew, once you knew that one guy is confirmed to have this virus in your league, you cancel it. Once you cancel it, you cancel everything. Once the, all the games of the night. And I just thought that, that was before a game even starts, you're going to say, Oh, we're still going to play tonight. I thought that was irresponsible. by the NBA. From, from the best I could gather today, um, <clears throat> you know, the owners all got a chance to express their opinions about what to do. Uh, over this conference call earlier today. And uh, some owners were okay with, you know, just suspending the season. Some owners were okay with playing without fans. And one owner, only one owner, apparently didn't want to make any concessions. Uh, that was the, was that the New York Knicks guy, <laughs> Mr. Dolan in, in New York. Um, <laughs> did he, did he shake hands on but, it? Did, did he shake hands on it? <laughs> Just, just wondering. I'm thinking did, not. I'm so, thinking so not. wait. What you're saying is he's not going to do the right thing. Well, initially, yeah, but eventually, <laughs> somebody became the voice of reason. And I don't know if it was an owner who said, "Look, listen, guys, what are we doing here?" Or if it was Adam Silver who said, "Guys, I know I work for you, but let's stop for a minute and think about what we're doing here." You know, we have a player who tested positive for a deadly disease a potentially deadly disease. Do we want to play on tonight and maybe beyond and just distance ourselves from fans? Therefore, maybe, I don't know, expose all of our players to this. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's take a step back and suspend it indefinitely is what they're saying, which basically to me says until we think about how we want to go from there. And I, I would think it's going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think we're going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. So we already know this. We already know that uh, the the Toronto Raptors, who played earlier this week, they played the Houston, uh, they played the Utah Jazz on Monday. Uh, that they have already self quarantined and they're going to be out for you know again a two week period. Um, yep. and, and that of course is going to go with the Utah Jazz. And uh, I guess tonight's game. And pre, they were able to keep the two teams separated just in case Gobert had something. Uh, so, so it's possible, um, that the Thunder won't get quarantined, but you know, this is the NBA it's six degrees of separation. Uh, you know, it's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everyone has played everybody and you know, the Sacramento Kings haven't played the Utah jazz, but you know, they did on, uh, I, I think it was February 28th, the jazz played, the Washington Wizards, and then three days later, the Wizards played the Kings. And so it's very possible that uh, this situation could have been passed from one team to the next and then one team to the next. And now we're going to have to go back. We're going to have to chart this thing out and say who could have been uh, in contact with whoever. 
And then the other thing that came up on, on Wednesday night in Sacramento is the reason why the Pelicans refused to come out of the locker room was because they realized that Courtney Kirkland, the, the referee, was refing, was refing the game that night, but he also was the ref on Monday night uh, when Toronto and Utah had done battle in yeah. Utah. And so they said, look, we're not playing this game. I mean, the Kings literally yeah. were on the court until like 7.35 waiting for the Pelicans to show up. It was like a bad prom date thing, you know, where someone stands you up and you're sitting there like, what's going on? This is the biggest game we've played forever. And to watch this whole thing unfold was just absolutely bizarre. And uh, I- I'm just wondering, like, how do you piece it back together after this? Because it seems to me that mistakes have been made in this situation where like logan said capitalism was thought about maybe a little bit more than it should have been and i get it it's a lot of money we don't really know how this disease is going to go how quickly it's going to spread i think we have some some data that we're collecting from other countries but i mean this is some scary times and to let it go this far and then to put people you logan you were about to go watch a basketball game where no one was going to be there which is crazy in itself to run in a an arena with no fans but the kings i mean and also just to say i mean monty also we went they went to a game where you know the city the county and city of san francisco said you shouldn't they told the warriors you shouldn't play they advised them not to yeah play they advised the game night yeah who's the games prior who's to say that in front of all these crowds we don't know how long these players have got it or could have had it or people in the stands could have had it you know, a lot of people were susceptible to this, this this virus weeks leading up to this. I mean, it's been we we it's been we've known about it a little bit, not on this stretch, but we've known that this um, virus has existed, and you know the Warriors still and the rest of the league still put on games. Yeah, and so yeah, so, you know you've got go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, James. Well, I was just going to say, like the biggest issue that we have is that you know, media is not supposed to be within six to eight feet of these guys because that's sort of the the way this is transferred. It's transferred, it's not viral, it's uh, uh, it's transferred in a different way. Um, so, you know, it can be, it, it can live for two to 48 hours, like sitting on the surface, but you're going to put 17,300 and whatever fans sitting side by side with people they don't know and like one giant melting pot, everybody sweet is sweating and screaming and and yelling and drinking too much and splattering stuff everywhere. That's what you were. That's what the plan was tonight. And it, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. But the reverse of it, having no fans, Monty, it's crazy as well. Well, that was the plan for Sacramento, and you know, I think initially the thought was, you know, there are certain urban areas that are considered. Uh, where you have more incidents of this virus being detected Uh, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Santa Clara County, you know, apparently of all the counties in California and maybe in in the nation, uh, it has got the most uh, detected cases already. So the Bay Area is considered, you know, a major area of uh, infiltration of the the virus. But when they talked about, briefly at least, maybe the possibility of changing sites and going playing games in areas that had fewer or zero known incidents. The problem with that to me is that we only know how many people have tested positive. 
and we're not testing very many people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if right. we were to test everybody, who knows how many positives we'd have. So it was risky to even think that, but that's where they were. Be like, uh, well, you'd save the fans from being among other fans. But yeah, it would have been a very weird vibe, totally weird vibe. It's something that does happen every now and then in high schools, though, because they've had incidents, <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, the threat of violence has forced people, uh, school districts to, to tell parents to stay away. There will be no fans at this high school football game. That's happened a lot of times over the course of the country, over the course of the last 15, 20, 30 years. So, but this is a whole different level. You're talking about, you know, mass crowds, parking issues. And like James said, you know, people going to games, drinking a lot. Do you realize how much saliva goes through the air during a basketball game in the stands? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, people yeah, touching railings, the NBA, people yeah. grabbing onto counters, people going in and pushing down on the ketchup dispenser, uh, people grabbing yep. straws. Yeah. I mean, you, you're just not thinking. You're grabbing the door to get in to the arena. I mean, there yeah. are so the hand rests. I mean, you hope that they've been washed, but I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the reason why I think that it should have been canceled in the first place. You know, once you get it on this scale, even if it's just honestly, even if it's just us three at the arena covering the game and there's, you know, and there's, it's like a glorified pickup game. They're still susceptible to virus just because of all the things Monty just touched on. We don't have, you know, proper testing to even know if we have it right now. Um, and so there's a lot of factors in that, but I think that what you guys are both saying proves the point that there, there shouldn't have been games in the first place. I don't think the, the, the league should have played this game. All right, you are listening to a, uh, what are we calling this, a crossover, a, 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 misma- a mixed mash of, of the Purple Talk podcast, which is Sacramento Kings podcast for Purple NBC Plays. Sports. There we go. And also the Run and Plays <laughs> podcast, uh, which is Logan Murdoch's show uh, covering the Warriors. Um, you know, we're, we're all sponsored by Wendy's. Uh, we love our Wendy's. Uh, Monty always talks about the salads and the chili. Um, are, you a, are you a Wendy's guy, Logan? I'm a Wendy's guy. Give me a Baconator. There it is. Yeah, have you done like the four by four? Because my my teenager likes the four by four, and he usually gets two of them, which is like f- four items for I'm four dollars. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, like it's what the teenagers are doing. Yeah. Uh, so um, so, so wait again, a minute. he gets two four by fours, which means he gets an eight by eight. He gets an eight by eight, which is which is I like. And you know what? They just put a Wendy's up here in Auburn right down the street from me which is uh, unhealthy oh boy for me to hit all the time on my way home which I have I've talked to Logan about about the uh, the trials and tribulations of being a writer and how your eating habits are, are horrific um, but that's yep. not what we're yeah. talking about Wendy's because that's why they got the chili right Monty that's why they got yes. the yeah. you know the yeah. salads and everything else so uh, that's our you know our... who else loves the chili oh yep Jeff Van Gundy Huge fan of Wendy's chili. Huge. I know it's a random name, but a huge fan of Wendy's chili. You know what? Yeah, he told me, I love the chili. You got to go to chili. It's so under. It's really good. Jerry Reynolds is also a huge fan of the chili. When we would drive to and from the city, we would drop back and forth. We we drop into Wendy's and we go inside. We don't do the drive through. And he would do he would do the chili. So. 
He loves that. And you know what? I, I'm going to one-up you guys here because uh, the Purple Talk podcast, we actually have a sponsorship with BMW. So I'll let Brandon, our producer, roll that guy, and we'll, you know, we'll get right back to you guys. No matter who you are, no matter where you're going, no matter what's next, there's an X to take you there. These are BMW X5, X-Drive 40 off for $719 a month. All right, we're back. Uh, so, Logan, I was told that uh, it, people should should listen to your pod. They should uh, they should tap in. Is that what it is? They should tap in to tap in to tap yeah. into the run and plays pod. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what the, the young kids are saying right now. Tap that's, in. That's, that's what the kids. <laughs> the young kids are they're, they're saying collab. They're having four by fours <laughs> and they're tapping in, Monty. That's we we have no idea you know what's going vibe. on. <laughs> Cat man. that's right uh so uh, logan because uh we are doing something different here where people don't typically hear uh warriors talk up in sacramento and and a lot of warriors fans don't hear a lot of uh, sacramento kings talk um tell us about the run and place podcast the run and place podcast is a podcast between with me and karis burke where we just you know talk warriors and we have an occasional guest um we, it's a, it's a really fun podcast. Just um, you know, we you know carrots. He, it's bigger than basketball with her. So we like to get into Warriors talk and get in a little bit of others talk with our podcast. So tap in to the running plays pod with me and carrots. There we go. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, that is it. It is good stuff. I've had I've edited a few of them in the past, um, and I am a Kareth fan. Um, I spent a lot of times yeah. traveling with you guys during the playoffs, and she is awesome. Um, okay, so let's get back yeah, to this. Um, Monty, is there going to be an NBA season? Uh, what What is going to happen here? You know, I, I could take a guess because right now that's all we're doing because this thing is so fluid. I mean, it changes. It can change by the hour, by the minute, it seems like. I mean, just think about this. Three days ago, we were nowhere near this. You know, last weekend... People were just going on doing their thing. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, yeah, it was out there, but but in the last three or four days, this thing has picked up serious momentum. And the last two days in particular, uh, it has got reached a point where, okay, you know what? Yeah, we have to take this thing seriously. Because initially at first, I mean, the government was telling us it's not that big of a deal. It's like a flu. It's like the flu. Well, no, <laughs> the science says otherwise, and so do the death toll, uh, the death tolls around the, the, the globe. So it's a big deal. Uh, but I do think the NBA would like to resume the season at some point next month. Now, is that realistic? Obviously, it will change or a dramatic change in their annual calendar. If they're gonna, they won't play 82 games. I can't see that. But if they want to take this this season into the end of April before they start start the playoffs, I can see the possibility, but that will push everything back, you know, because the draft mm-hmm. is what two weeks after the finals is over. Free agency mm-hmm. is a few days later. Um, so do they push everything back? You know, we already had an owner who suggested that the season start in December. <laughs> well, right now that doesn't sound so crazy because it might be possible. It, it might be something that they're thinking about. But honestly, at this stage, we don't know because they're trying to figure it out. They don't know what they're going to do yet. When they say indefinite, they're saying, guys, let's huddle up every couple of days and figure this thing out because until we have some clarity 
on where this coronavirus is headed, how many people it has affected, how many people it might affect, uh, how many people it will endanger, they can't proceed at all. They got to sit there and wait until they, until they know something for sure, and we don't know when that's going to be. So I think their hope, though, is, yeah, that we have some clarity sometime in the month of March, and then in April, let's figure out the rest of our schedule and get back to basketball. But in the meantime, we got a lot of people to test. And is it good enough to test the players and the coaches and all the people involved with the teams without getting people who come to the games tested? You know, it's, it's a risky thing right now. And there are so many questions and so much, so much. You have to go so far to be able to, to feel really secure and confident that they're doing the right thing. So they're weeks away, maybe months. Logan, what do you think? Is there a cutoff date where you just say, look, we, we just can't do this. Like this thing has gotten too big. It's taken too many lives uh, or it's affecting too many people. And we can't risk not only our players, but our fans and sort of the integrity of the game. I'd say mid next month to uh, mid April to, I guess, early May would be my cutoff date. Uh, I think that um, and it also there's a lot of different factors, right? You know, there's a we don't like Monty said um, the virus is spreading in a way that we didn't know even a week ago. Like it was it was it was fine. We weren't this wasn't even on our radar last week. Um, and so you know as that changes, I think that um, you know you'll get a bit more clarity into you know the league's thinking. But also it's just like with the mandates in SF. You know, it's as of now it's two weeks away, but that's all relative that could that could change at any moment just like even if the league puts out a date that could change at any moment based on this the virus spreading that could get pushed back so um you know we'll see what happens but i'd say um you know you start creeping up to may and then you got some problems yeah i would think so too so the sacramento kings are are in a playoff hunt um and if you look at the memphis grizzlies with their schedule in front of them um, they had every chance to to catch and surpass that team without any question. It really was going to come down to uh, whether they could compete with the New Orleans uh, Pelicans and the the Portland Trailblazers, and if San Antonio Spurs get got hot. Um, do you think we just at this point, guys, do we just have to throw all that out the window and say, look, if if we get anything here at the end of the season, at least we got something, um, or should should fans out there still be excited about about races and about you know what this season can be i think ideally um they they have a chance to play again you know but i think march is out and and so i think you're looking at april the season was scheduled to end regular season on april 15th uh i think now you if you're able to play in may the first second week of may you push it back um now I don't think you get to 82, but you have to figure out how many games you're going to play. And you want to be able to have everybody, every team play the same amount of games as possible. So it's a logistical nightmare, but this is uncommon territory. This is uh, not something that, that happens every year, every decade, uh, every century even. <clears throat> so this is something that, that they, got, they have to figure out. And I think that's what they're doing. But right now, um, yeah, I think they would like to, to be able to have games and have a few weeks of regular season because, let's face it, this season, the last few weeks, is going to be pretty exciting. And they'd like to have some of that. They can recapture it, you know, and pick up where they left off. But, again, it's just going to be so hard because right now they have no idea when they'd be able to start picking up games again. You know, Logan, I, I want to ask you, what do we learn from this? 
I mean, because it sure does seem like uh, this one hit us out of the blue. And at some point, you, yeah. you have to take something away from it. And um, not just not just the basketball world, but, you know, in general, I, I think this is something that uh, people in the United States, but also, I mean, we're seeing what's happening with Italy, where they literally the entire country has been on lockdown. And I love Italy. I've spent time there last summer, and I've spent time there a couple other times. Um, but we're seeing it, you know, all over uh, mainland China. We're seeing South Korea. We're seeing it spread you know, to places that you just wouldn't think that it could get to. Uh, even, you know, the great Tom Hanks uh, and his wife are there in Australia and they just posted that they have the coronavirus and, you know, fingers crossed and God bless. And, uh, but, you know, yep. how do we, how do we take something from this Logan and, and do better next time? Um, I think the biggest thing we learned, and I think this is something that um, the world can take as, as advice is just when you when there's smoke there's there's fire that and what I mean by that is we need to get on things early and not procrastinate the way we did and I think that I mean if Rudy Gobert didn't test positive tonight the they would still try to find ways to continue to play even in the wake of this virus. Even in the even when it was clear that somebody was going to get affected by it sooner rather than later, um, and I think that we should make better decisions before the decisions are made for us. And I think that's the biggest um, lesson the league and you know our world can take from this. All right, it's, uh, a, it's a change of mindset you're looking at because these guys, let's face it, the owners are wealthy people, and they're accustomed to making their decisions based on the finances and based on what they can get out of it. And so th this forces them to pause and think beyond their pocketbooks, beyond their millions or billions as the case may be. So, um, you know, let's, let's hope that this is a lasting thing. That this is something that they don't lose sight of when quote unquote things go back to normal, because this is something that should wake everybody up in terms of uh, priorities and really seeing what real perspective is about, because, and right now, basketball doesn't seem that important. I'm watching a game last night, and it just, it honestly, it didn't feel important at all. And I, I know the Warriors are not going anywhere, and the Clippers are, and all these things. But it, it's for me, it's hard to put a lot of emotion into a game when something like this is going on around us. It's it's a different world right now. Hey, I'm, I'm going to add this. Um, I think you know we have a lot, a lot of a lot of divisiveness right now in our country. And uh, worldwide, we have a lot of, you know, chaos and divisiveness. Um, this is a moment where maybe being a sports fan can help uh, heal some wounds because uh, something like this hits and you need to know that political affiliations and, and what you believe and what you don't, um, when you're sitting next to a, another fellow fan, uh, and you're all in the same exact boat. You're in a building that houses a certain amount of people, all of which uh, could be statistical numbers that we're milling over, you know, two months from now, three months from now. Um, that's something, you know, we're all in this together. And uh, hopefully people understand that, you know, this is a time to kind of pull together and help one another out. Um, because I think there's going to be a lot of people over the next few months that need a lot of help. And 
Uh, Rudy Gobert is on the front line of, of players that we find out about. Um, and, and this this disease, when we're hearing it, it predominantly takes the lives of, of elderly and pre-existing conditions and uh, people who are chronic smokers. Um, but at the same time, that's the illness that uh, that's coming to us. And this thing has an ability to split and change, and it can completely change the way that we think about uh, the place that we live, that we think about America and who we are as Americans and um, and what it means to have a worldwide pandemic because this thing is coming and uh, the Sacramento Kings learned the hard way, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans learned the hard way, uh, the NBA learned the hard way today um, that you can't you can't avoid it. It's coming and it, it doesn't care who you are or how rich you are or how tall you are uh, or how well you play basketball. 100%. 100%. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Purple Talk podcast and the Run and Place podcast. Uh, you know, Logan, why don't you tell people where to find your pod just in case they don't know? Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are, are played at the Run and Place podcast. All right, and if you guys aren't following these guys, uh, they know the Warriors as well or better than anyone in the world. Uh, they've done a remarkable job the last couple of years. Um, they're getting a little bit of a down year, but after five straight finals runs, uh, man, I, I didn't know if Monty was going to make it. Uh, and so I, <laughs> There were times when I didn't know. <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm just going to say this. I'm yeah. glad you have to cover a very bad team. I think all of you deserve it. Uh <laughs> uh, but it's been good it's been a good conversation and yep. and it's a needed conversation and i hope people out there are having similar conversations with people of all walks of life because look uh this thing is going to get scary and we all need to be uh pulling on the same rope uh, as they say in the great game of basketball uh so that's going to do it for this edition of again uh, a crossover version um make sure to tap into logan's podcast uh <laughs> and, and thanks for tuning in and thanks to wendy's for our sponsorship uh we'll we'll see you guys very soon Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.